If you've clicked on this episode, it's obviously and probably because you want to improve your self-discipline. But I have to ask you before we dive into it, why is it that you want to improve your self-discipline? What is the thing that you would achieve or be able to do or be able to improve should your self-discipline sharpen up? What would having more self-discipline mean to you, to your health, to your relationships, to your work, to your business? Get granular. Make it super specific so you can get the most out of today's episode. And together, we're going to unpack what's standing in your way so that you can achieve that thing. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey, balancers, and welcome to another episode of the Balance Theory Podcast. I'm beyond honored that you've chosen to spend another week, another episode with me, and really dedicate some time not only to your balance, but your self-growth and your self-awareness. It's a journey we're on together. It's a never-ending one, but one I'm really passionate about and excited to share with you all. As I would have mentioned, maybe I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we're excitingly gearing up to do a little bit of a rebrand on the podcast. Now, it's not going to change too much in terms of the essence of what we're about, our pillars, our message, our content, but I am going to experiment a little bit potentially with, you know, the album cover, the actual brand aesthetic. And from day dot, this podcast, it hasn't been about, you know, a product or a service. It's it been about us. It's been about our community. It's been about what you and I both struggle with together. And so for me to, you know, make sure that it stays authentic to those roots, I really want to have your input, to be honest, in, in the direction I take the show. So I've popped a little link in the show notes with a very, very brief questionnaire. It basically is just going to give me a little bit of a flavor for you, our community, so that whatever I do next is true to that. And just to make sure that, you know, we're on the same page, I get a good feel for who's actually listening on the other side of the show, of course. We get to do anything in person. So without having actually met you guys, maybe you feel like you know me, but I don't feel like I really know you guys well enough yet. So please take a couple of moments, whether it's now quickly pause the episode and fill out the survey or do it at the end, but it would really help me steer the direction. And I'm really excited for you guys to be a part of where I continue to take the show. So thank you to everyone for your ongoing support. And for those of you who are going to also contribute to the future direction. All right. So as you guys would have heard in our introduction, today's episode is all about how we're going to improve your self-discipline. But the reason I've asked you to get granular and specific on what that would actually mean for your life is so that you can get the most out of today's show. I think a big running theme of this podcast is connecting with your why and having that clear intention. And I think that just helps you really put so much into perspective. It helps you preface the reason why your motivation, your driving force without that, sometimes we can feel a bit directionless. We can feel a bit unfocused. And so getting clear on what that self-discipline would actually mean for you, whether it's your health or your relationships or your work is super important for you to get the most out of today's show. So make sure that's front of mind, pause this if you need to think about it a little more, but one thing I would suggest to definitely get the most out of today's show. Okay, the first tip on how we're going to increase our self-discipline is to actually set clear goals. 
Now, of course, if you've identified the category or the area that's going to be most impacted by you improving your self-discipline, this first step is going to be a little bit more simplified. But the reason I want to start here is because often we feel and we get really tough on ourselves for not being disciplined enough with a fitness routine, a dieting regime, uh, side hustle projects, things we want to work on, right? We, we get really critical on ourselves but we haven't actually spent the time to set clear goals so that we have a clear direction. It's almost like you have a target in a general direction, but you don't really know what way you're shooting your arrow. So get clear on that direction because when you have that focus, that connects you and bolts you into your why. And then, as I said in the beginning, it it acts like a bit of a driving force. You know what you're working towards. Every time you go to procrastinate or do something else, you're reminded of this why because you have that clarity on where you want to go. And this is the golden key, I guess, for me anyway, on how to actually stay disciplined and focused, how to actually stay motivated. Cause you're obviously going to have those days where your energy is low. You can't really be bothered. You need to, you know, take a bit of a back seat. but in the back of your mind, if you're clear on where you're going and you set your intention on when you're doing things, it helps you continue the momentum towards that thing. Even if you need a day off here and there, but if you're someone who hasn't set those clear goals and you're just generally reaching for something broad or in the gist of a general direction, you may find the self-discipline to continue and to do that thing is a little bit off. And I think that this could be one of many reasons that our self-discipline is lacking in in times. So if there's an area in your life that's front of mind right now, just have a think about how clear or direct are your goals or your targets in that area and see if you can sharpen those in any way to help you stay on track. The second tip is a little bit of a follow through from step one. So once you're clear on your goal, I mean, sometimes when we set these things, right, they feel really beyond us. They feel so far away, so far in the future, so distant from who and where we are right now. There's almost a bit of a disconnect, like how am I actually going to get there? And so the self-discipline to be doing things when you feel like it's so far out of reach, it almost creates this level where you have a lack of motivation. So what we want to do is break down that goal into small steps. So say your goal is two years, three year goal. What are the things you have to achieve on a year on year basis to get there in two to three years? Or what are the things then you have to do month to month to get to the one year goal? And then what are the things you have to do week to week to get to the one month goal and so on and so forth? When we break things down into small steps, number one, it actually feels realistic and doable. We're not, you know, trying to reach something that is two, three years ahead without understanding what we can do right now, the 1% every day. And number two, when we're talking about self-discipline, if you want any level of motivation to be doing things, it's to set yourself small goals so that you can actually start ticking things off and making progress. If you've got a goal to, I don't know, start a podcast or move cities, just thinking about that in your mind is so far potentially from where you are right now, it almost feels unachievable. And so in terms of being disciplined to take action and steps to get there, Sometimes a little bit hard. We, I feel we really have to reverse engineer these things in order to facilitate the discipline. Because when you can see the steps and the ladder and the path and it's you know laid out in front of you and you can see that doing this 1% thing today or doing this five minutes of research today, how that fits into the grand scheme of things, it's one sure way to get you fired up and you know motivated to be doing and, and working towards the thing you want to do. If it's something more imminent, let's just say having a gym routine, 
the small steps when we break that down, because obviously that's not something way too far in the future. It's something we can do right now. Simple things we can consider are where are we going to the gym? So actually get the logistics down pat. And I know this sounds basic, but when you reverse engineer like what's required for you to actually have the discipline to go somewhere, it's basically what do you need to do to make it easy for you to do the thing? So for me, it's laying out my gym clothes the night before. It's pre-booking classes if I'm going to do classes and just having those things clear basically so that when it comes to waking up, your clothes are already there, the class is already booked you know, the discipline is kind of in like kicked into autopilot because you've already fostered or created the environment for it to happen. So breaking your big whys or your big goals, everything we kind of spoke about in tip one into small achievable steps is a sure way for you to connect with and also bring out your own self-discipline. The third thing you need to do to really have self-discipline is to connect with this idea of consistency. I feel like in the world we live in today, right, especially just think about the way we consume content, especially like Instagram, TikTok, it's very quick fire, it's instant gratification stuff. Now, I don't know about you guys and where you live, but I live in Dubai, which is a city of convenience. I can order groceries, petrol, laundry, literally anything. And within 15 minutes, I've got someone at the front door doing it. It's it's literally, it's so insane. What I'm getting at is, I think that we can all relate to this feeling of instant gratification of wanting to do things and seeing the results straight away. And a byproduct of that is being really frustrated when we have to wait. It's this level of impatience. It's this expectation that we should see the fruits of our labor almost instantly. And if not, we take that as ourselves. We feel inadequate. We feel like we're not achieving things. And and really, sometimes we feel like we want to give up. So this third tip is all around the idea of consistency. Self-discipline is a muscle and the way to build it is to be consistent and to keep going, keep doing it and keep trying to build in all these things that almost then make it an autonomous thing in your life. Put it this way, apart from, you know, the instant gratification aspect, if you're the kind of person who in the past has said to yourself that you're going to go to the gym and then you don't go. Or you say to yourself that you're going to start a meal plan and then maybe you do it for a week or two, but then you don't. You essentially have a track record with yourself of not committing or not sticking to the things that you said that you're going to do. So what you actually need to put in, you know, work into now is creating evidence for yourself that you can stick to your own promises. And what that does or how you how you do that is through consistency. It's not through doing it for a week and then feeling frustrated with yourself that you're not seeing results and then feeling like, you know, you, you don't have the motivation to keep going. It's actually pushing through all of that, being consistent enough so that self-discipline muscle gets stronger and stronger to a point where you've got enough evidence that you keep the promises you make to yourself. You are prepared to put in the work for the long-term results and you don't need that instant gratification to kind of keep you going. That's how we really underpin the self-discipline muscle and how consistency is such an important role in and amongst the concept of self-discipline. I mean, if you're if you're frustrated or you've given up on something, but you haven't really been consistent with it, I'd really encourage you to go back, revisit, start again. And choose a period of time. I think the stat is like 66 days. We need to be consistent or regularly doing something for it to feel like autonomous, like a habit. So bear that in mind next time you feel, you know, you haven't quite hit it yet, or it doesn't feel quite like second nature to you yet. 
and keep going. Consistency is absolutely key. As cliche as that is, it really is fundamental if self-discipline is something you're trying to build. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The fourth aspect of building self-discipline or getting self-discipline in your life is to hold yourself accountable. Now, some people like to do this with a buddy. I'm sure you guys have heard of the idea of an accountability buddy. Maybe you've got a friend that you know will check in on you, kind of be that person to bug you and be like, hey, like, tell me about your progress this week. If that's a little bit daunting and you feel like it's, you know, something personal that you want to keep to yourself, there are two interesting ways that you can kind of do this. Uh, One which I've experimented with in the past that I quite like is just a bit of a a mental mindful reflection at the end of my day. So when I get into bed, I do a little, I guess, self analysis and I ask myself, how was I in my health today out of 10 in terms of, you know, my efforts, my progress or my self-discipline? How was I in my fulfillment, my work, my hobbies? How was I in my relationships? And I kind of give myself a little score out of 10. And let's just say, for example, that day I didn't exercise and I had takeaway all day. That would rank pretty lowly for me out of 10 in terms of my efforts towards my health. But instead of beating myself up, you notice and accept that that was a result of the day. And you ask yourself how you can do better tomorrow. And every day, every afternoon, every evening, whenever you go to bed, do that little self. It's just like a kind of a little mental analysis in your mind to assess your progress and understand what you can do better the next day. And slowly but surely, because you're being so aware of it, you're going to slowly start to improve. The alternative, if you're a bit more, if you prefer to write things down or commit pen to paper, you can journal this stuff. So really simply giving yourself a score out of 10 and same thing, reflecting and maybe jotting down some ideas of how you can do better tomorrow or areas you want to improve tomorrow. And having that level of accountability These steps kind of all flow into each other, right? So having that level of accountability will help you with your consistency because every day you're giving yourself the space and the opportunity to pull yourself up when you're being slack or you're not being disciplined. So it almost like can't get away from you, especially if you commit to doing this every single night. I know some people like to do it once a week, but if this is something that you really want to fast track, I mean, doing it once a week versus doing it every day, it's seven times faster That's just how I see it. So it depends how important this is to you, how imminent the change is that you want, how quickly you want to get on top of your self-discipline, and of course, what your priorities are. Okay, the fifth thing you want to do if you want to improve your self-discipline is to remove distractions. So this is going to require you identifying if you don't already know, and I know probably some of you are smiling already because you're like, I know what my distractions are off the back, but if you don't, it's about bringing that awareness and identifying what they are in the first place could be social media, could be binge watching TV or other activities that you would consider to be time wasting and limit your exposure to these distractions. Create an environment that supports your goals. If you say want to practice discipline or what we spoke about before, consistency, which is going to require patience. If you're then engaging in all of these instant gratification type activities or activities that are not 
geared towards helping you become disciplined they're kind of doing the opposite they're just like dragging your time making you procrastinate etc then that's not an environment that's conducive to where you want to go and i think the easiest place to start is with our distractions because we all have them it's stuff we probably do on a daily basis and working out where's the fine line like when is it just a bit of switch off and numbness like sometimes we just need that right like the the aimless scroll stuff like that like i'm not saying there's no place for that But if self-discipline is something that you want to get on top of, you have to be super aware and critical of your distractions and create some boundaries around that so that you can foster the right environment for whatever it is you're trying to achieve. That thing that you identified at the very beginning, that is your why, the thing that would be improved if you had self-discipline, keep that in mind every time you go to engage in your quote-unquote time-wasting activities because that's going to be a really good reminder and a little bit of motivation for you to maybe you know, decide not to do that and do something else that's more conducive for your goals or whatever it is. So first step is to be mindful of them and acknowledge them. And then the second step is just every time you go to do it, giving yourself that little reminder, trying to swap it out if you can, or at least being intentional with when you're choosing to engage in these distracting behaviors. The sixth tip to increasing your self-discipline is actually being aware of your weaknesses and your triggers. So I feel like often when we engage in undisciplined behavior, it's because we generally have low moods, something's happened, we're going through something or something has been the cause and effect that has led us to kind of slip into being undisciplined. Because I kind of think when we're not disciplined, right, we're a bit lazy, we're a bit unmotivated. We don't have that drive. And so often there's a a catalyst or a reason we're in that. Maybe it's because we're giving into a limiting belief we have about ourselves. Maybe it's because we feel like things in our external world aren't happening. Or maybe you find that every time you get feedback from your boss at work, maybe they're a little bit passive aggressive. Maybe that always kickstarts you into a little bit of a downward spiral. Maybe it's every time you hang out with a certain person. Maybe it's every time you go out drinking. You know, if you can start to identify what your weaknesses or triggers are that that kind of push you into a state where you're not disciplined or you're doing things that are kind of opposite of what you need to feel disciplined, then I think that's a really powerful thing to acknowledge. Like I think so many times we shy away from our weaknesses and we're like, you know, that's that's a a sore spot or, or a weak spot. It's something that we kind of don't give enough attention to. I feel we're always focusing on our strengths and what we can improve. And of course, that's fantastic. But if you're really serious about self-discipline, I think a strength is working out your weaknesses and triggers, which then you can start to buffer and create a little bit of a framework for that. It's, I mean, obviously going to be super dependent on whatever the thing is. Maybe a trigger is something you need to work through with a professional, someone who's a therapist, or maybe it's something you can acknowledge. And if it's a thought, you know, what thought can you replace it with? If it's a behavior, what behavior can you replace it with? If it's just a gentle reframe, how can you reframe every time that scenario comes up instead of spiral into a state where you're undisciplined? So there are a lot of ways you can get creative with it, but I think identifying and acknowledging what those are is a great way for you to catch yourself so that you're not, you know, continuously going through these loops where you're unmotivated, where you feel lazy, where you feel like you're not making progress towards your goals. I think this is a really key one uh, and and potentially going to help a lot of you who find you kind of going through those patterns or lollipops in, in different areas of your life. 
The seventh, I guess, tip or step towards bolstering your self-discipline is to practice self-compassion. So I think we need to realize that being self-disciplined is nowhere in any dimension on this earth about being perfect. It's okay to slip up sometimes and you're most likely going to. So just get rid of that expectation if that's kind of the metric you're using to determine how successful you've been in being quote unquote disciplined. When you do have those days where you maybe are not being consistent, right? Or you're falling into those negative thought loops, patterns that maybe have come off the byproduct of something that's triggered you. I want you to be gentle on yourself. And when these opportunities, and I call them opportunities, present themselves, it's a moment for you to exercise self-compassion to start getting closer to self-discipline. So in the past, potentially you kind of surrender and give in to these circumstances, these events, these situations where you just feel out of control, where you just feel like, oh, well, that's sort of it. And the rest of the week is a total write-off. You know, instead of doing that, you actually have an opportunity every time these moments come up to reframe and reposition yourself towards discipline once more. So instead of kind of feeling really crappy towards yourself, exercise self-compassion every time something comes up that feels a little uncomfortable, that feels or makes you feel frustrated. Use that as an angle, as a reframe to actually prove to yourself that you are with an intention, you know, taking a different course of action and, and not surrendering to what is your circumstance as you may have done in the past. So that's a really great way to get closer to self-discipline. And, and I actually think in, in exercising this in and of itself is a form of self-discipline. And it's going to be a process. Like I said before, it's a, it's a muscle you need to exercise and get stronger at. But actually just taking these low moments or these periods where you feel triggered or really lazy to reframe and, and actually use it as an opportunity to get closer to discipline, I think is really powerful stuff. The last tip to build discipline is to work out a way to reward yourself. So being self-compassionate is one thing, but actually rewarding, taking a moment to acknowledge our progress, no matter how big or small it is. Remember, if we're taking small steps, it's likely going to feel like a very minimal amount of effort every day, but ultimately it's still effort. So if you can find small ways to reward yourself, you start to prime your brain to actually look out for the things that you've achieved, for the things that you've accomplished, instead of constantly focusing on what you haven't done yet. I feel like we're so good at that, the latter, searching for what we haven't done yet, but to actually prime ourselves to be you know, commending ourselves even for the smallest things, just start to get your brain in that framework of acknowledging, okay, we are taking small steps every single day. And whether that is, you know, you've been to the gym consistently for a month, even if it's one day a week, you know, buying yourself a new pair of shoes that you can go and try out at the gym or treating yourself to a massage for recovery, like little things. And it doesn't have to be something massive. It could just be journaling things that you're proud of, you know, whatever for you kind of feels like you can reward yourself and feel good about yourself. I would really urge you to lean in that direction, especially if building this self-discipline muscle feels a bit like foreign to you. And it's something you really want to exercise and get better and better at. I think building in these little reward systems is a good way to kind of keep you going almost literally imagine like a carrot on a stick type situation, but ultimately it's, it's a new skill. It's a new muscle you're developing and anything along the way that can kind of help you be stronger and more comfortable in that process, I think is a massive bonus and can where it can be bolstered along the way why not? So those are my eight tips on how to strengthen, build, or actually attain self-discipline. 
I think is a really key thing to have because when we can say that we're going to do something and we believe ourselves for it, I think there is nothing more powerful. There is nothing more grounding for me personally when I can stick to my own word. And I know it has nothing to do with what everybody else is saying. I know that I have the full control and power to make that happen because I have flexed and strengthened my self-discipline muscle muscle over the years. And I know you can too. And I know it's highly likely that you have strong self-discipline in some areas, but maybe there's still those lingering areas where you feel need a little bit of refinement. And I'd say if that's the case, then you're human because there's always areas of our life we can refine. But particularly when it comes to self-discipline, for me, that just means if I want to achieve something, I know that I've got the discipline to take the necessary steps to get there. And I think that's a really powerful mindset to be in if you want to kind of create a life that's on your own terms or a life in which you can be the CEO of, you can be in full control of. So that's it from me today, guys. I hope you found this episode useful. As always, if there's anyone that's come to mind at any moment in this episode, someone who you feel will also really benefit from these incredible tips on how to build self-discipline and really get in touch with it, please share this with them now. You guys know that this community has grown and been fostered thanks to each and every one of you sharing this with loved ones. And I really appreciate the extended love and community that we've built together. So thank you to everyone who's going to pass this episode on today. A reminder to just fill in that survey in the show notes if you haven't had a chance already. I'd love for you guys to be involved in the direction of the show. And I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode. Until then, stay balanced.